Welcome, dear listeners, to the very first episode of MostRocks.com, a media project focused on publishing curated audio summaries of investment letters, reports and interviews by well-renowned investors and asset managers. In our first episode, we will be featuring the summaries of third quarter 2023 quarterly letters by four fund managers, Rowan Street Capital, Wrighttail Capital, Laughing Water Capital, and Upslope Capital Management. Before we begin, a quick disclaimer. None of our MostRocks.com summaries or materials is an investment, legal or financial advice, and none of it is a recommendation for purchasing any securities. If you would like us to summarize and record your favorite investment letter or investment call or interview, please reach out to us via our Twitter X handle at twitter.com slash mostrocksweekly. And now let's jump straight to our first summary. Third quarter 2023, quarterly letter by Rowan Street Capital. Published on October 15, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. For Rowan Street Capital, the past quarter was characterized by its bullishness on AI and gave rise to a new group of market darlings, the so-called Magnificent Seven, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, Alphabet, Tesla, and Meta platforms. These companies are now among the largest capitalization companies on Earth. What is interesting is that Magnificent Seven were largely responsible for the S&P 500 total return year to date. Excluding these companies would drop the total return of S&P index to just positive 3.2% year to date. Rowan Street only owns one of the magnificent seven names, notably Meta Platforms Incorporated. The quarterly letter lays down the investment thesis in Meta. Meta Platforms Incorporated Ticker Meta Rowan Street Capital's third quarter 2023 quarterly letter takes a deep dive into what is driving the optimism for the stock. The fund manager notes that it's been exactly 11 months since Meta has undergone a $750 billion decline in value. At the time of the publication of the quarterly letter, Meta is up over 240% since then. The fund manager notes that he will examine what drove this abnormal return. But first, he is posing a thought-provoking question. How is it possible for a trillion-dollar company to first drop minus 75% to $268 billion in market cap and then skyrocket over 250% to over $800 billion in market capitalization all in just less than two years? One is not talking about some micro-cap company here. Meta is the seventh-largest company in the world. It is very well-known to everybody and is covered by more than 45 analysts. The fund manager is questioning whether the markets are really efficient when you witness this kind of a phenomenon. The fund manager's belief is that the markets have actually become a lot less efficient over the short term with the proliferation of the internet, smartphones, social media, and effortless access to information. This is counterintuitive to what the academics teach us, but that is the way it has worked in reality. The job of fund managers is to exploit these market inefficiencies and drive value over the long run. And over the long run, the markets do a pretty good job in valuing companies. After this introduction, the fund manager discusses the circumstances that have changed since last November that caused such a drastic increase in the market value of Meta. After three consecutive quarters of year-over-year revenue declines, Meta revenues are growing again. Meta has posted $32 billion in third quarter 2023, which is an 11% growth, and the management has guided to 20% growth in the third quarter. The total expense growth of Meta, which was a major pain point for investors in 2022, has also been slowing down considerably. After growing at a crazy pace in comparison to negative revenue growth, expenses now look in check. Total expenses grew only 10% year-on-year. The year of efficiency so far is working out quite well as Meta's operating profit growth is back in the black after more than five quarters of significant year-over-year declines. Operating margin was 29% in the latest quarter, significantly above 20% all-time lows in Q3 and Q4 of 2022. Operating margin is estimated to be above 30% again for 2023. The fund manager notes that Meta is able to generate these incredible operating margins despite their heavy investment in reality labs that caused them to lose over $15 billion in that operating unit. That is how solid Meta's core family of apps business really is.
family of apps generates a remarkable north of 40% operating margins and generated over $44 billion in operating profits. There aren't very many businesses in the world that can consistently generate these kinds of operating margins. On the earnings per share front, Meta delivered 21% year-on-year growth after six consecutive quarters of year-on-year declines. During the COVID time in 2020 and 2021, the earnings growth has fueled investor excitement and pushed Meta's market cap to over $1 trillion. If we look at the two years earnings per share compounded growth, it is still in the negative territory as we are comparing to peak second quarter 2021 earnings per share of $3.61. All of this was music to investors' ears and it is astounding how quickly they went from the maximum point of pessimism in November of 2022 to lots and lots of excitement about Meta's future prospects. Meta is now estimated to have close to $135 billion in revenues in 2023. Gross profits are estimated to top $100 billion. The fund manager estimates that operating profits in 2023 could come close to $45 billion, but still shy of $46.8 billion in peak operating profits in 2021. The core family of apps business generated $44 billion in operating profits over the past 12 months. With regard to the valuation, the fund manager notes that Meta has a market cap of approximately $810 billion and is trading at 18.4 times core operating profits. If we adjust for $53 billion in cash on the balance sheet, Meta is now trading at 21.6 times 2023 earnings per share and only 17.4 times 2024 estimated earnings per share. Although no longer dirt cheap as it was a year ago, the fund manager finds it seems like a very reasonable multiple to pay for a high-quality franchise like Meta. If we take a look at its mega-cap tech peers such as Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, and Amazon, they are all trading above that multiple. The fund manager expect Meta to now generate over $32 billion in free cash flow in 2023, even after a massive $28 billion in CapEx. This represents about 4.4% free cash flow yield, which should grow at double-digit rates over the next decade. Compare that to the current 10-year Treasury yield of 4.6%, which unlike Meta, is guaranteed not to grow. And now let's jump straight to our second summary. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Wrighttail Capital. Published on October 9, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. Wrighttail Capital's third quarter 2023 quarterly letter features two notable positions, Ferguson PLC, a leading U.S.-focused distributor of plumbing and HVAC supplies, and Constellation Software Incorporated, a well-known software business roll-up lead by a legendary Mark Leonard. First company covered in the quarterly letter. Ferguson PLC. Ticker, F-E-R-G. Ferguson is a prominent U.S.-based distributor with a market cap of $33 billion that is specialized in supplying plumbing and HVAC equipment. The organization operates across residential and non-residential fields, with services being split between repair and remodel and new construction. Ferguson's distinctive market positioning comes from an extensive supply chain of over 30,000 suppliers and around a million customers. This provides it with a statutory advantage over its smaller competitors. Its impressive services and ready availability of parts facilitate customers to get what they want promptly. During the previous year, there were worries surrounding Ferguson's potential over-earned profits due to the increased demand and inflated prices amidst the coronavirus crisis. Adding fuel to the fire, Ferguson removed its primary listing in the UK which resulted in compulsory sell-offs from European index holders. However, the fund manager notes that Ferguson's pricing and margins should largely remain unaffected. There are concerns over short-term business prospects due to rising interest rates and their potential impacts on the construction sector. However, Ferguson has traditionally shown excellent resilience in keeping its price intact after increment. The company's major revenue portion, which amounts to approximately 60%, comes from repair and remodel services. This revenue segment should shield the business from potential cyclical drawbacks that could impact new housing projects and commercial construction. As the company's main focus is not primarily on contractors and commodity products comprise just 
Ferguson is expected to maintain its fundamental strength better than what others are predicting. Despite a relatively short performance assessment period, the company's stock has risen by about 40%. It is anticipated that Ferguson's earning has performed better than what investors feared last year at several points. As long-term investment is the primary focus, the company's potential growth trajectory over the next 5 to 10 years is considered. Despite the unpredictable future, Ferguson will likely continue to increase its market share in plumbing and HVAC distribution. It is expected that the company will witness mid-teens growth in earnings per share in the coming years coupled with multiple expansion. A potential addition to the S&P 500 index could further enhance the stock's performance. Second company covered in Right Tail Capital's quarterly letter, Constellation Software Incorporated ticker CSU. Constellation Software is a company renowned for developing specialized software that is led by President Mark Leonard and boasts tremendous growth and returns on capital, leading to its current estimated market capitalization of about $46 billion. The company, over nearly three decades, has showcased its strong potential. Constellation Software's journey from a startup to an enterprise valued at $34 billion in 27 years is outstanding. One of the commendable facts about the company is they have managed to hold on to a majority of their clientele each year and have demonstrated prudency in their merger and acquisition operations, leading to robust returns on capital. Notably, since its inaugural public offer in the mid-2000s, the company has not issued any additional shares, showcasing its fair treatment of shareholders. The question at hand is the amount of capital the company can invest, and the potential rate of return on said investments. Constellation has made investments of about $2 billion in the past year. This is an unusual situation, where the quality of deals has enticed the company to invest beyond its current free cash flow. Although the future's returns are uncertain, the potential for creating significant value is considerable. The company continues to make numerous smaller deals, where they have had immense success and typically face lesser competition. Recently, the company concluded two large corporate segmentations linked to the Ice Black Knight acquisition. These assets, named Optimal Blue and Empower, were previously identified by ICE as two of Black Knight's major offerings. In order to complete the Black Knight acquisition, ICE likely had to divest some assets likely under the pressure from the FTC. Constellation's solid balance sheet and inclination to act promptly worked in favor of concluding the deals. The purchase seems impressive, based on the calculations, while Black Knight seemingly paid around 30 times EV to EBITDA for Optimal Blue, Constellation is paying less than 7 times EV to EBITDA. The impressive 25% compounded annual growth rate in free cash flows per share that the company has achieved over the past decade is likely to slow down as the company continues to expand. The fund manager notes that since the discussion in its third quarter 2022 report, the fund's investment in Constellation software has yielded a total return of around 50%. The fund manager continues to maintain a positive outlook for Constellation software at recent prices, anticipating more than a 15% internal rate of return for several years to come. It would be a bonus if the management continues to offer investment outcomes that exceed these expectations. And now let's jump straight to our third summary. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Laughing Water Capital. Published on October 10, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. Laughing Water Capital's third quarter 2023 quarterly letter discusses four notable positions, in particular Avid Bioservices, ticker CDMO, Thrive Holdings, ticker THRY, Hilton Grand Vacations, ticker HGV, and LifeCore Biomedical, ticker LFCR. The fund manager notes that Avid Bioservices and Thrive were among the fund's largest detractors last quarter, but they were among the names that had the most important fundamental developments over that period. The fund manager has provided an update on the key recent developments and the investment thesis for both stocks. First company covered in Laughing Water Capital's quarterly letter, Threve Incorporated ticker THRY. Threve Incorporated is originally Yellow Pages and marketing firm. It is now developing software to help small and medium-sized enterprises modernize their operations. Their new software helps businesses transition from paper-based operations to more contemporary methods. The good news is the company recently brought up its financial guidance and rolled out new centers to boost growth. 
Furthermore, the company reported a 10% increase in its software-as-a-service margins. However, these positive developments led to a roughly 25% decrease in share prices post-announcement. The portfolio manager finds the margin improvement to be especially promising. The improvement was due to the company's decision to reduce spending on customer procurement, as 40% of new customers were referrals. Together with those pulled from yellow pages, customer acquisition cost was drastically reduced. In its growth stride, the company's referral business hints at what the portfolio manager dubs the plumber problem. To illustrate, consider a scenario with three local plumbers where one upgrades to using three for seamless operations, the other two are bound to follow suit to keep up with the competition. Evidence of this trend, along with newly introduced centers and a consistent management team, signifies to the portfolio manager that the company may achieve its intermediate-term target of generating $200 million in EBITDA from its software-as-a-service operations. If this happens, and valuations align with other small-to-medium business software providers, the portfolio manager emphasizes the shares could surge over 400% in the next few years. However, there are potential pitfalls. Businesses catering to small and medium businesses appear risky in light of prospective economic downturns. But 3's typical client has been operating for more than 15 years and runs a relatively recession-resistant venture. This gives 3 some security. In addition, 3's marketing clientele are moving from a 15-month renewal cycle to 18 months. This does not impact near-term cash flow, but it may affect the company's reported quarterly revenues and EBITDA due to gap rules, potentially triggering a sell-off implicitly beneficial to short-term traders. Even in the face of these challenges, the portfolio manager remains confident. Small and medium enterprises will inevitably modernize at some point, and with superior product offerings at lower prices, Threef has a strong competitive edge. The only variable the manager cannot forecast with certainty is the timing. Despite this uncertainty, they stress the importance of holding on amid the volatility, citing the potential several hundred percent surge in Threef's prices over the next few years. Even Threef's management appears to agree, as shown by recent insider purchases of the stock. Second company covered in Laughing Water Capital's quarterly letter, Avid Bioservices Incorporated ticker CDMO. Avid Bioservices is a biologic contract drug manufacturer. Over the last few months it has been cut in half after issuing disappointing near-term guidance tied to a slowdown in biotech spending on early-stage projects. The near-term is admittedly uncertain, but the bigger picture remains unchanged. There is still a very favorable de novo biologic drug pipeline, still a very favorable patent cliff and biosimilar pipeline, a very favorable industry supply versus demand dynamic, a very favorable trend toward outsourcing among large pharma, and very favorable forecasts from existing large customers. Further, simply zooming out a little bit shows that after a few years of cash going out the door to fund capacity expansion, Abbott is now at a pivot point, and cash should shortly be coming in the door as that capacity has been built. That cash will come with tremendous operating leverage. The intermediate term analysis here is thus a very simple exercise. When the new capacity is filled, how much free cash flow will be generated, and what multiple will it deserve? In fund manager's estimation, before long Avid will be generating something around $100 million in free cash, which is attractive versus its quarter-end enterprise value of $700 million. Looking at M&A transactions and public competitors, it seems as if the market thinks businesses such as Avid, when reaching maturity, deserve to trade at 20 times to 30 times free cash flow. This suggests a very bright future for Avid Bioservices, even if multiples compress. This translates into the potential for returns of 200 to 400% over the next few years. Nevertheless, the fund manager expresses confidence that the company's facilities will be filled, but I cannot tell when. That uncertainty around timing, the unknown duration, is very difficult to overcome in a market that only cares about what the macro picture will look like next week or next month. The best guess is that it will take 4 to 5 years to reach capacity, and that the market will mostly price in success 12 to 18 months in advance. One may ask, if success here is likely years away, then why not wait on the sidelines for a few years? 
The answer is that there are likely to be step function advances along the way as Abbott announces increases to backlog and new customer wins, and those could happen any moment. Additionally, Avid does not even have an investor presentation. Now that they are at a clear pivot point, the fund manager thinks this is likely to change in the near future, which should increase interest in the name. Lastly, when the cash flow statement flips from negative to positive, surely quant-based investors will take note. If we were playing month-to-month or quarter-to-quarter stock market games, we could not own a stock like Avid Bioservices. However, as we are investing in businesses with a 3-to-over-5-year view, it is worth stomaching the volatility along the way in order to capture ultimate upside that is extremely likely to be realized. Insiders at Avid seem to agree, as the recent sell-off has been met with insider buying. Third company covered in Laughing Water Capital's quarterly letter, LifeCore Biomedical Incorporated ticker LFCR. LifeCore is a pharmaceutical fill and finish business that specializes in highly viscous materials, as well as pre-filled syringes and vials. As the fund manager's past quarterly letters have already explained, the investment in question has taken quite a few twists and turns. What was originally longer duration story today exists as a special situation as the company is in the midst of a strategic review the fund manager believes will likely result in a sale of the business. While shares are still up significantly from the company's flirtation with bankruptcy earlier this year, more recently shares have traded down from their interim high. The decline seems to be primarily related to the length of the sale process, with some observers believing it is dragging onto a point where a favorable outcome is less likely. The fact that the company has delayed the release of their 10K due to issues that are non-core to LifeCore's operations does not help either. From the fund manager's perspective, the length of the process is not concerning. Several bankers that have run these processes in the past have told me that six to nine months would not be at all unusual, and we are just a bit past the six-month mark from the unofficial start of the process. That being said, the fund manager's upside case of $20 plus per share were tied to an ultra-competitive, fast process, so it seems less likely that the upside cases will come to fruition. With delayed filings, there is a near-complete information vacuum at the moment. The only information available is a positive update from Apellus Pharmaceuticals, Lysers customer, and brief commentary from the company that they have continued to add new customers to their roster. Finally, the fund manager emphasizes that he continues to think a sale of the company is the most likely outcome in the not-too-distant future. Fourth company covered in Laughing Water Capital's quarterly letter, Hilton Grand Vacations Incorporated, ticker HGV. Hilton Grand Vacations Incorporated is a timeshare company, which is continuing to integrate the acquisition of Diamond Resorts. Hilton Grand Vacations Incorporated oversees a nearly impossible-to-replicate collection of properties under an impossible-to-replicate brand. That brand is a huge competitive advantage because it reduces customer acquisition costs and squeezes more value out of real estate. As the Diamond acquisition is integrated, the benefits of the Hilton brand will drive earnings power higher. Additionally, the company is committed to returning capital to shareholders in the form of buybacks, with the current authorization equating to a double-digit percentage of the outstanding shares. The perception is that this is a highly cyclical business, but prior to the financial crisis the business grew through every previous recession, and during the financial crisis revenue only dipped about 3%. In addition to cyclical fears, the fund manager believes the company is currently suffering as a result of the well-publicized wildfires that devastated much of Maui in late August. While the company's two Maui properties did not suffer physical damage, travel to the area was restricted. The fund manager emphasizes that Maui properties were responsible for around 4% of the company's last 12-month sales. This is, in fund manager's view, a clear temporary problem. It is also likely a long-term positive as share price weakness is attractive to a company that is effectively a buyback machine. The fund manager closes its analysis by emphasizing that Hilton Grand Vacations presently trades around seven times free cash flow. And now let's jump straight to our fourth and last summary in this episode. Third quarter 2023. Quarterly letter by Upslope Capital Management. Published on October 17, 2023. Short summary of the quarterly letter. Upslope Capital's third quarter 2023 quarterly letter discloses that three positions were liquidated during the quarter, 
ATS, Sylvan and BOK Financial. In addition, the quarterly letter provides a short description of the new position, Ball Corporation. Finally, the quarterly letter contains an annex with a description of the notable positions. Ball Corporation, ticker BALL. Ball Corp is the leading global producer of beverage cans. The fund manager was briefly long the stock in 2022 before it concluded it was too early. No doubt, the company is still facing challenges. Some are temporary and likely to reverse in the near term or medium term, such as fully leveraged balance sheet, industry overexpansion and overly aggressive carbonated soft drink pricing. Some factors are highly uncertain, such as GLP-1 weight loss drug impact, but are being priced with certainty, assuming no actions on the part of beverage can or CSD producers to offset any still hypothetical pain. Importantly, Ball's recent announcement that it is selling its aerospace unit, which has no strategic relevance to the core beverage can business, for after-tax proceeds of approximately 30% of the company's market capitalization. This divestor provides a hard catalyst for shares to stabilize in the year ahead. In addition to delivering the balance sheet, the divestiture provides Ball with significant firepower to resume buybacks. The transaction should close in H1 2024 and seems well aligned with a bottom or rebound across many of the issues the company has recently faced. Risks still remain. In the fund manager's opinion, the issues noted above are all very real, but they are all well-known and mostly temporary. The fund manager assumed the market would show more immediate appreciation for the divestiture. But the combination of low valuation for an economically defensive business with strong fundamentals and a significant cash windfall seems like an optimal setup for even moderately patient investors. This brings us to the end of the first episode of our podcast. Thank you for listening to our first episode of MostRocks.com podcast. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and on Twitter x via the handle twitter.com slash mostrocksweekly. MostRocks.com is a media project focused on publishing curated audio summaries of investment letters, reports, and interviews by well-renowned investors and asset managers. We strive to deliver value to our subscribers and most processes are done manually with diligence and attention to detail. However, we cannot guarantee that our summaries and excerpts are 100% accurate complete. The readers are always recommended to refer to the original sources. None of MostRocks.com summaries or materials is an investment, legal or financial advice, and none of it is a recommendation for purchasing any securities.